Let's think together for one session about laziness. <laughs> it's a pretty serious thing, according to these verses. Proverbs 26, 13 to 16, I'll read them, ask for God's guidance, and then we'll look at them. The sluggard, the lazy person, says, there's a lion in the road. There's a lion in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so does the sluggard on his bed. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish. It wears him out to bring it back to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. So, Father, as we ponder this unit of the Proverbs on laziness, would you come and deliver us from the love of ease and security and lying in bed and doing nothing? Many, Lord, are addicted and in bondage to laziness, do not have the willpower to overcome their desires to just do nothing. God, would you come and help us? I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The sluggard says, there's a lion in the road. There's a lion in the streets. What does that mean? It means he, he loves his laziness so much he doesn't want to go to work today. Or he doesn't even want, want to walk to the store. He doesn't want to go anywhere or do anything. He just wants to sit in his house. But he knows people will criticize him unless there's a good reason to stay there. And so he creates one. There's a lion outside. So the point of verse 13 is that laziness turns the mind, the, the imagination, into a brilliant creative machine of self-deception. It turns him into a, it, it, laziness turns you into a skilled rationalizer. It ruins the mind. The mind is meant to serve your productivity and your usefulness. And he's turning his mind into the, into a creation of an unreality that justifies his la laziness. Oh, how the mind does that often. Now, when I, when, I, when I see that and I read these, I want to jump to verse 16 because this says the sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who are wise, seven men who can answer. So he not only can create alternative realities in his head with imagination to justify his laziness, he actually believes them. He thinks he's wise. I mean, he probably, he probably looks at that and says, that's pretty clever. Whoa, that, in fact, he might, he might exalt his cleverness in creating such a rationalization that he could actually fool people and maybe even start to believe it. So the, the effect of laziness in verse 16 is that it, it makes us uncorrectable, right? Incorrigible. Here's, here's seven men who he looks at and they're answering way more wisely than he is. And he, he's not at all affected by that. 
His laziness has made him believe that these kinds of uses of his mind are a great wisdom. So he's become utterly deluded. He, he has ruined his mind. Think of all the ways that human appetites, whether it's appetite for laziness, that is sitting around doing nothing, or, or alcohol, or sex, or drugs, or money, or work, or whatever, you can have such a, a desire that the mind becomes the deranged servant of that desire. Okay, now in the middle of these two statements about how idiotic he has become because of his laziness, he's, he's become a fool, he's become an incorrigible misuser and rationalizer of the mind. What, what's, what's in the middle? As a door turns on, on its hinges, so does the sluggard on his bed. A door, as it turns, goes nowhere. It's, it's held there in its turning by hinges. So this sluggard is going nowhere. Turning in bed might be to put your feet on the floor. It might be to help you wake up. It might be to look at the alarm clock. But it's not. It's, it's just like a door going swing, 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 swing. Absolutely aimless movement. So... In verse 14, then, he has become, what should we say, immovable, not going to get out of bed, and therefore unproductive. If he doesn't get out of bed, he won't get his job done. He'll lose his job. He'll lose his money. He'll lose his food. He'll lose everything. He'll die. This is, this is self-destructive behavior. And that's what, this, that's what this wisdom is doing for him. It's making him an absolute, suicidal, self-destructive fool. Now, verse 15, the sluggard buries his hand in the dish. So he's got food. He, might, he some, somehow got out of bed, right? <laughs> Unless somebody brought him his food. Maybe that's the case. But he's got, some, he's got a dish of porridge or beans or meat in front of him. And he can muster just enough strength to put his hand in the dish. And he can't bring it back to his mouth. What's the point of that? It wears him out to bring it back. That means he's going to starve. This is self-destruction. You don't get out of bed. You don't eat. You die. So what's, what then is the big picture here? What's the big picture? The big picture is that inner desires, in this case for ease, comfort, just the warm, snuggly bed or the soft chair or the the couch and the potato chips and the beer or the pop and the TV. Oh, it just feels so good to sit here while the world goes to hell in a handbasket. And that love of ease ruins the mind. 
it creates a machine of self-deception in the head. It creates a skilled rationalizer, brilliant, creative, non-existent reality, uncorrectable by wise people so that you think in your rationalizing gifts you are wise. And the effect of that is self-destruction. Can't get out of bed to do your work. Can't even bring your hand back from the bowl to eat. It is going to destroy you. So all of this is, is warning, right? And, and summons, don't be like this. Don't be like this. But there's not much remedy offered here, is there? So let me just end by saying there is a remedy. There is a remedy. Titus 2.14, Christ gave himself for us in our love of ease, in our absolute suicidal misuse of our minds. He gave himself for us to redeem, to purchase us from all lawlessness, folly, suicidal craziness and rebellion, whether laziness or other kinds of sins, and to purify for himself a people of his own possession, zealous for good works. That's the alternative for laziness. Christ died to kill laziness. Christ died to forgive our sins, to purchase us for himself, to make us his own possession, to make us pure within, and the upshot, he kills. He, he replaces a passion for doing nothing with a passion, a zeal for deeds that are productive and useful and good and Christ-honoring. So the Proverbs are excellent diagnosis in this case, and the gospel is an excellent remedy.